0: Welcome to More Light Guidelines, episode 2 of our special series Designish, which is a thing now. I am Jessica Crimes, she, her, your host and game leader, and today I am once again joined by... Hello,
1: I'm Alistair. Uh, Did you say your pronouns? I completely blanked for a second. I'm he, him.
0: I did indeed. Mine are, in fact, still she, her. So we had so much fun fucking around with an AI last week that I have gone out... I have found us a better one to work with. It still gets a little confused. And we're feeding it a big long list. Well, as long as it can reasonably handle, which isn't very, of um, tabletop role-playing games. Specifically ones made by or with Don't Hurt Birds and by by people that make kind of similar games. Like I've put a lot of uh, MacGuffin and Company ones onto that list just to kind of get the vibes right. And then a few mm-hmm. of the classics like Pathfinder and D&D are on there. Yeah. What we're doing is we are giving that list to an artificial intelligence trained. Uh, it's using an offshoot of GPT-2, which basically means it's read the internet to kind of get an idea of what words normally come after what other words we are training it specifically on list of games i'm going to give it that and it is going to spit out hopefully a um a list of potential ttrpg titles we are going to go through this list pick some out and basically chat about them we're going to half make them more do kind of the ideation kind of thing uh anything that you would like to add alistair
1: well, I was just going to say, the ideation, because the ideation is the fun part, and everything that comes after that is less.
0: Big hundo. Okay, so Asda, can you see my screen? Uh, yes. You can see the list of games that I've put in, and I'm about to click the button to generate a list. Yep. We've done a bit of tweaking uh, before the show to try and get the settings about right, and we'll see what happens. Shall we read out each one? Okay, we're getting quite a few.
1: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> think, um, I'm a big fan of number 57.
0: You'll notice the last one tends to be cut off. On this case, it's number 57, because we've got all these all numbered. Um It's just the. So, yeah, let's have a look at these. The first two are the House of Pain and the Secret Bunker, which sound like escape rooms more than anything, but I'm a big fan of number 41, which is Death Ray, with an exclamation point. Sounds like a really kind of, like, campy, Doctor Horrible-style thing. Ooh, Like Space Ladies. That's
1: number 50. Ooh, 55. No one gets here. No one here gets out alive. A monster hunt in the sewers of London. Oh, yes.
0: All right. We're still very much working out the format. So how about uh, you pick one from this list? I pick one from this list. We do that again. And then from those four, we think of a game to play around with, at least for the first half of the episode
1: no one here gets out alive a monster hunt in the sewers of london see generating these is half the fun uh i also really like um <laughs> the game room colon the game room presents <laughs> dash i know who cares exclamation point
0: yeah you you are not allowed to have a colon and a dash and <laughs> a single open quote and an exclamation point in your game title imagine trying to put that on the fucking kickstarter <laughs> okay, uh, if you copy and paste your choice into our Discord chat, I am uh-huh. obviously going for Death Ray. Oh, I can't copy mark. and paste from your screen share, but... Uh... Oh, if you just type then, and I will get us another list generated, or I can copy and paste it over for you. That's even easier.
1: No, I like seeing it generate in real time.
0: Let's hit generate. Is that a catchphrase?
1: Oh, it's doing this again. I fucking love this.
0: <laughs> Occasionally... <laughs> Because of the uh, neural nets short memory in terms of how far back in the text it can essentially see it starts creating a, a really interesting like series and it's never just one two three four five there's always a bit of depth and structure to it so um <laughs> do you want to run us through our choices this time uh,
1: sure yeah I, I i do want to preface this by i i understand the technical explanation for it but i prefer to think of it as an ai that like has a job in game design but secretly really just wants to be a novelist so we have uh um, hey <laughs> we have uh vast underground adventures, part one, vast underground adventures part two, vast under the
0: gates, no space vast between. colon on each of these Wait. oh yes
1: uh, <clears throat> i'm I'm yeah, vast colon underneath do <laughs> you don't have to say vast colon <laughs> let's not say that. Yeah, you said it not me. <laughs> uh vast and then we have Vast Underground Adventures parts 3 through 7 and I should make it clear these are all in Roman numerals to be, you know, sort of fancy. Uh and then we have Vast Under the Dark. And I do like number 48. That is that is fun. A bit of magic to help you get along. I agree. I want
0: to copy over 48. Yeah. We'll do uh let's pick one of these then
1: i would say uh number 47 is the most usable out of all of those vast under the dark
0: okay and i like a bit of magic to help you get along cool so our four choices for this first round i guess are death ray no one gets out of here alive a monster hunt in the sewers of london A bit of magic to help you get along, and Vast Under the Dark.
1: I was going to say, there's a kind of theme here if you combine all four of these. What's that? Well, uh, we have No One Gets Out, No One Here Gets Out Alive, a monster hunt. We have Vast Under the Dark, so sort of a Sewers of London sort of thing going on. And then we have, if you combine Death Ray and a little bit of magic to help you get along, uh, get kind of a uh, you, you get an idea starting to form, something sort of nebulous with tentacles.
0: Oh, I see what it is. Mm -hmm. This isn't a TTRPG. Mm. We've got a really interesting semi-immersive theatre musical. It's called (laughs) No One Gets Out of Here Alive, A Monster Hunt in the (laughs) Sewers of London. It's it's actually uh, performed in the sewers of London, which is the immersive theatre part of it. And the various musical numbers include Death Ray, A Bit of Magic to Help You Get Along, and Vast Under the Dark.
1: Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, I, I think that's about right. Now, more like
0: guidelines is now a musical designing podcast. I,
1: I guess so. I, I like. I like the idea of of what if what if it is a, what if it is a TTRPG, but you are playing uh, a group of beleaguered cast members just trying to put on a musical in the theater in in, in the sewers of London.
0: Okay, I like the idea. So I like the idea of the title of the game being No One Gets Out of Here Alive. No one here, No One Here Gets Out Alive and Monster hunt in the Sewers of London. And the idea is that you are trying to put on something halfway between a LARP and a high concept theatre show <laughs> in the Sewers of London. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So
1: I feel like that's something that like It's quite th- fucking meta it caters to a very specific group of people that does exist
0: it's specifically me you know that 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 is exactly my jam immersive theater tricking people into kind of larping putting on illegal shows yeah mate
1: i was thinking it does it does also sound a little bit grant howard or guy kelly
0: it does it does well, we've got a couple of uh, Grant Howitt games in the list we've been feeding it as well, I that think.
1: explains a bit.
0: Okay. Um, so no one gets out of here alive. Ha- Dash. A monster hunt in the sewers of London. Are there any real monsters or is this a totally mundane setting?
1: I think... Hmm, maybe the players think there's a monster, but there's actually not.
0: Okay, tell me more.
1: Well, we have a bit of magic to help you get along, and I'm going to I'm going to do apparently the thing that I do when I design games, which I wasn't aware of until you pointed it out during the last recording, which is pit the players against each other. But uh what if they think each other? Everyone thinks each other is the monster or there is one monster in the group's so a sort of werewolf style, but nobody knows who it is.
0: I reckon we should scrap the whole musical thing. That was mostly me just missing musical theatre, but I think we should take (laughs) the campiness from that and lean into No One Gets Out of Here Alive.
1: You missing musical theatre does tend to creep into the podcast a lot, doesn't it?
0: I mean, I've been missing musical theatre since before starting the podcast, so... Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe we... Take it kind of overly gothic. All right. Like, go a little bit too hard in that direction. Have a very real, literal monster hunt in the sewers of London. And make it not edgy and not grim, but just incredibly aesthetic.
1: I get getcha. Sort of, um... <clears throat> rather than like a lot of like a lot of death and what if you get a prize for being like the most aesthetic your monster hunter your monster hunter is the most bloodborne-esque fanciest top hat wearing uh, cane brandishing monster hunter there is out there and you're going to make sure it stays that way
0: I like the idea of Making that an actual in-universe thing. You know, like how, you know, you got Bloodborne, uh, Dark Souls, Monster Hunter, all of these mo- all of these games where you're up against impossible odds and having to fight for your life are all secret- Final Fantasy XIV especially, are all secretly just about fashion? What if going <laughs> monster hunting in the sewers of this alternate London is essentially the equivalent of going out to the nightclub? and it's like it's it's a scene you know it's you a subculture a, you
1: have a reputation to keep you have to be the flashiest monster hunter oh and my like god it's
0: primarily people in their late teens and early 20s it's and the very occasional much... weirdo
1: in their 50s
0: yeah yeah you know sometimes you get like an, an elder punk and they're generally quite well respected
1: yeah yeah they've been in the scene for a long time yeah I like that. And, and it's it's kind of like, uh, it vibes with the, the tendency of monster hunting games to be all about fashion, which I like.
0: And I like the idea that anyone not involved in this subculture kind of looks down on them. And there's a lot of, it's not a scene. No, sorry. It's not a phase. Yeah. Ooh, this is an aesthetic. And then you could have different factions based on different, like, sub, sub, subcultures. Yes. You know, like, how you get the steampunks and the diesel punks, and none of them actually know what the word punk means?
1: Uh, this is uh, rapidly becoming a very... Um, this is not a one-shot game we're designing, I don't think. Oh, this
0: is a campaign? Yes, absolutely. God, I want to make every single one of these that we do in this format. <laughs> this
1: is this is great to, like, go back to later when you're like, what should our next big project be? Because that's a question that you always have.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm always at a complete loss for big projects.
1: You have a fucking back order.
0: <laughs> oh, my time is in high demand right now. <laughs> okay. So. When you're designing your character for your actual. Um, me- the mechanics. The aesthetics, everything about your character. What is the most important decision you make? For no one here gets out alive a monster hunt in the sewers of London.
1: Color palette. Is it black? Okay. Is it just black, or are you gonna mix in some gray, some earth tones? Are you gonna be one of those rare monster hunters with bright colors in their palette?
0: I feel like it'd be interesting to make the players pick um, kind of a subculture within the. Uh, I want to call them, like, Delvers. Ooh. Um, I'll just use that word for now, but, like, a subculture within them, and then that kind of defines what your color palette would be expected to be and presumably gives you some abilities. Yeah. Like a death ray.
1: Yeah, or a bit of magic to help you get along. A bit
0: of magic to help you get along. These are, like, <laughs> advances. <laughs>
1: Uh, I also think that a very important part of the character creation process should be making every player draw their character as well as they can.
0: That would put me personally off playing, but I can see the appeal. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, let's come up with, uh, two more key features of this game each. There can be snapshots of choices you might have to make while playing, things that would be on your character sheet, uh, details about how the world interacts with the actual, uh, gameplay. Anything at all, give me something, I'll do one, and then you do another, and I'll do another.
1: I'm starting to get the impression that this is, um... Oh my god, that thought just died on my tongue. Does that ever happen to you?
0: Yes. <laughs> Abandon um, it. It's dead. Give yeah, me another one. Yeah, it's
1: dead. It's dead. Okay. Um, I think that there should be no dice in this
0: game. Okay.
1: Which I know I you was. Enjoy.
0: I was actually leaning towards this being kind of a crunchy dice-heavy system. That's an really? interesting, an interesting uh, mirroring of our normal instincts. No,
1: I yeah, think I-, I was getting. I think instead of dice, you should use playing cards.
0: Okay. Nice. I can deal with that. Mm. I think that all your equipment and items, well, other than things that you might find down there that are like really rare, especially all your starting gear, should be mundane. Mm-hmm. Your weapon should be something like a fire poker that you've uh, wrapped a uh, cloth scrap on the handle yeah. of for better grip, things like that
1: so it's it's very very much a bunch of theater kids who are just so going down into the sewers to play
0: laser tag together. I feel like they're very much actually hunting monsters,
1: right, but it has the vibe
0: yeah i'm- th- I'm feeling like sc- proper like scrounged up kit
1: yeah, yeah, and and any magic in the game itself is it has to be earned. You can't start with it
0: and it has to be like dirty, not like dirty, dirty, but like
1: aesthetically dirty in
0: this yeah it should feel kind of cobbled together and like Like, you know when a car drives past and you hear it rattling like it's about to fall apart at any moment Mm -hmm. those vibes
1: yeah and also
0: oh sorry um your next one
1: well i was thinking you can cast if you do you know you earn your magic you can cast spells like with cards and with with like poker hands
0: or something oh i like that building like combos yeah
1: and maybe that's just how the combat system works in general sort of building on the victorian aesthetic you know like you're you're,
0: yeah um and i'm gonna say that everything above the surface everything in regular alternate london above the sewers is pleasant and safe and nice but the sewers absolutely are not and it's a real like like it's a real contrast the monsters don't come out of the sewers people
1: just go down there to kill the monsters
0: i imagine it being like monster hunter where yeah. absolutely the monsters can be a threat but only when it, like because something else has gone wrong
1: mm-hmm. i like that yeah all right i want to i want to make this for real
0: oh yeah a hundred percent i'm sure we're gonna <laughs> want to make the next one yeah uh, do you have anything else to add to no one here so i'm really tripping over that pronunciation no uh, one here no gets one... out alive yeah i keep going to say no one gets out of here alive um a monster hunt in the sewers of london
1: yeah um anything
0: else you want to add
1: not off the top of my head um i like playing cards as mecha- as, as the core mechanic uh you're all monster hunters fashion is very important vitally important
0: and how about you increase your like rank level status by essentially finding new items of clothing in the game that really go with your aesthetic oh like God. if you see someone wearing 12 belts then you know that they're not to be fucked with
1: i don't you dare go final fantasy on me
0: i think that's a really like nice little detail mostly because i'm used to I don't know, gently laughing at steampunks from a distance for their <laughs> woo-woo, soft saccharine imperialism.
1: Yeah, okay, I agree with you there. Like, I, I advancement should be fashion-based.
0: I would love to play this game. Me too. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, because I just need five minutes to catch my mental breath from this rawling, racing... Are there any of these words? rip raring adventure?
1: I'm going to go get more coffee now.
0: And welcome back. Let's generate some more titles. Can I just confirm, Alistair, that you can see my screen?
1: We're good. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking noise you just made.
0: (laughs) Oh. Oh, Hang on.
1: (laughs) Wait a second. I've already made that game.
0: (laughs) Okay, do you want to uh, pick up some highlights? I really like TARDIS <laughs> the game by Matt Smith. <laughs> He's gone rogue with the license. Uh,
1: I like number 58, a beginner's guide to Cthulhu.
0: Oh that's a really good one. Is that um oh, have a look? It's also given us uh, number two it's jumped from fifty nine to two and then to one, giving us a Blackout and Rats in the Walls, which are two games in pretentious games, which we told it on the list. Um Fuzz Factory these, yeah. is interesting. Fuzz Factory oh. and Black Light District <laughs> I hope that listeners are enjoying this as much as I am.
1: Um. See, um. Number thirty-nine, MCLC. Is that Roman numerals or does that stand for something?
0: Uh, that would be one thousand. Well, it's not correct Roman numerals, but it'd be about a thousand and fifty. I think.
1: <laughs> I just saw. I just saw number fifty-two. The secret of Crumb
0: Island. Right. You have to pick one, and I've got to pick one
1: oh i absolutely i absolutely pick a beginner's guide to cthulhu
0: good choice honestly and i am going to take let's have one more scan through i'm so tempted to say fuzz factory but that's not going to be good i want to take tardis the game by matt smith
1: <laughs> you have to all
0: right we're going to generate uh, another one we'll just keep on generating until we get another good list let's see what this is oh nope one thing it's been doing is it keeps on giving us um, games because we've got Time Team the RPG in the um, generation list that we made with Guy Kelly it keeps on starting games with Time Team so this time we've got Time <laughs> Team the RPG again and Time Team a world on pikes yeah these are all like games that. that I've told it about okay one more list okay here this looks like a list
1: Yeah, here we go there we go the follow <laughs> Oh
0: there's some good ones in here. Okay, uh what's jumping out at you? Lazy
1: Susan's Guide to Adventure.
0: What number's that?
1: <laughs> That's the number eight under the following CDs and DVDs are not yet available.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tales of a time pat I am the nightmare, not you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really strong. <laughs> I'm taking that. Final battle. Number five. All or
1: not at all. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, all or
0: not at all. Sounds like a pretty decent spoken word poem.
1: It sounds like a good dice game.
0: Shall I roll like, like one a, more? Not, not, like a,
1: not like a TTRPG, like just a game that you play with dice.
0: Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to roll one more. Uh, see if there's anything there you want to pick from. Oh, I could just I could just generate and laugh at these all day and we would God, literally never too. run out.
1: Oh, here we go. We have a the secret of the sphinx and the big house blues and ooh, a nightmare for bats.
0: Okay. I don't know what that means is the thing. <laughs> oh, the great the, the great pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin battle plan. plan or the death of christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those could both be the same game.
0: <laughs> kind of like um, a Nightmare Before Christmas style Smash Bros.
1: I was I was thinking more along the lines of a pumpkin patch gains sapience and decides to kill Christmas.
0: Oh, I was thinking of the different like holiday mascots fighting. That's also strong.
1: That's also strong. What if we... Okay, I'm already uh, already ideating for that game, like, if we have, like, a set roster that you can pick from during the game, and then you just go ham.
0: How about Wait, Star Trek Into Darkness?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Goliath, gods in charge of gizmos, and gods is spelled with a Z.
0: I think that might be the best idea I've ever heard, gods in charge of gizmos. <laughs> Okay. I'm in a really weird headspace, I think I've been driven by this. Uh let's pick one <laughs> from here.
1: I'm going to pick uh. It really likes Star Trek, doesn't it?
0: It really has. I'm gonna gone go for... with number
1: fifty-one, Space Trekkers the game, just for like the IP implications.
0: We've got a theme of space-based <laughs> IP fraud on this one. <laughs>
1: It just, it just reads to me like one of those uh, low budget, like studio ripoffs of like DreamWorks movies. Oh, a hundred
0: percent. So the, uh, we've picked out five this time because we're treating ourselves. Uh, we've got A Beginner's Guide to Cthulhu, TARDIS, The Game by Matt Smith, <laughs> which I just, I cannot say with a straight face. I Am the Nightmare, Not You goliath gods in charge of gizmos and space trekkers the game god they're so good they're all so good Some these ones are a little bit harder to turn into games some of them but they've all got a lot of potential if i was going to try and like make one of these games to app to like actually like put in a compilation or to sell on its own 100 percent, i would go for i am the nightmare not you
1: Really? I would I would go for Goliath gods in charge of gizmos just because well, I'm I'm looking at the list as a whole really and seeing how, like how they might fit together. So, I'm thinking very uh space focused uh a bunch of gods competing to create a solar system or something.
0: We don't necessarily need to go for all of these. I was very much thinking of I know we did it last time, but just like mm-hmm. Picking the one that seems to have the most potential. And then if an opportunity comes to bring in some of the themes of the others, then great. But I think for the sake of having, like, a solid starting point to branch out from, we'd probably be best served by picking one title to start with.
1: All right. What's your pick?
0: Like I've said, if I was actually 100% fully writing this up, no questions at all, it'd be I Am The Nightmare, not you. For the podcast, and for coming up with funny ideas about it, either A Beginner's Guide to Cthulhu, or TARDIS The Game by Matt Smith, (laughs) which would mostly be me gently bullying Matt Smith for no real good reason. Uh,
1: Why? Oh boy, that was a voice crack. Uh, Jess, why would you go with I Am The Nightmare, Not You for a compilation? Explain your thought process, I'm curious.
0: So with Storybox and pretentious games for villains and bastards, um, that's, what, 10, 11 games specifically by me? Uh, for compilations specifically. And I found that my compilation games, more than anything else, tend to just be extremely wanky. Like, hey guys, look, we've all got feelings kind of shit. <laughs> Like, uh, the you... biggest example of that is in the town in the valley in the day and the night. That is an entire game about going, hey, friend, I've got feelings <laughs> and emotions.
1: That must be why I enjoy playing it so much. Oh, I love it. You're, you're you're very good at, like, inadvertently introducing slam poetry to your games.
0: That is a recurring theme of everything I do. Honestly, um, you should see my fucking stand-up. <laughs> But um, I am the nightmare, not you, is such a powerful declaration of defiance. Uh, That's a sentence that is dripping with meaning and with intent. And it's just incredibly, incredibly potent words. Sorry, I'm right because I'm I'm in a very fictiony headspace lately. And when I am, I get quite... Pretentious about the rhythm and the feel of words.
1: Jess, would you say you get pretentious about your games?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, that a, that yeah,
1: yeah. That was a reference. Yeah. Oh, what too? Rhetorical question.
0: <laughs> okay, so if you had to pick one of these, and um, you do, I,
1: I've, I've been, I've been considering for a while. I was torn for a little bit between a beginner's guide to Cthulhu and Goliath colon gods in charge of gizmos but i think i'm really leaning hard toward a beginner's guide to cthulhu
0: i'm seeing this as nintendogs what are you seeing this as
1: what the cthulhu thing
0: yeah like my my first cthulhu for the nintendo ds
1: (laughs) i'm i'm seeing it as a cosmic horror take on a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy
0: Ooh, i'm gonna throw out one more suggestion and then double back to that one but just because I want to get mm. this suggestion into the microphone. Uh, a game where it's resource management, very hands-off. You are the Elder God control influencing your cult to try and get them to eventually succeed in summoning you.
1: Oh, that's Some- cute. I like that. Somewhere between,
0: like, Lemmings and um, City Builder.
1: I have no idea how like the tabletop mechanics for that would work.
0: You're the one who made a game about like an entire colony of rats.
1: Yeah, but you you have control over the rats, broadly speaking.
0: It's a TTIPG played entirely through text to speech. You say what you want them to do, but you've got the uh, you've got your phone under a pillow, and it's just whatever words <laughs> it thinks it hears happen.
1: I, I like the idea of uh a game that with the running theme here a game that utilizes some cor- some kind of text generator so you tell the text generator what you want your people to do and it spits out what your people actually do and you have to interpret it from there
0: you give it the first four steps of the ritual <laughs> that's interesting though like trying to influence your followers, but not being able to do so directly and it being quite a clumsy thing.
1: Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: That is that, that, that could have legs. I, I, I want to, like, put, stick a label on that and just kind of, like, shelve it for, for, for percolation.
0: So I want to double back for a sec to TARDIS, the game by Matt Smith.
1: Okay,
0: I'm imagining that on the box, in very small letters, it clarifies that TARDIS stands for something completely <laughs> different, just for like <laughs> trademark reasons, and it's Matt Smith's game, and it's kind of a metafiction game. You're playing the game that Matt Smith has allegedly made, and it's as close to Doctor Who as possible without getting him in legal trouble. And
1: Between you're trying this
0: to is- sorry, go on, sorry.
1: I was going to say, between this and Space Trekkers, we do have a bit of a theme going.
0: I love space IP theft.
1: <laughs> space IP theft, the game. That's a
0: very more like guidelines sentence, huh?
1: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. Idea. We have TARDIS the game by Matt Smith. We have Space Trekkers the game. What about, it's it's a game about trying to get, like, a space IP theft. Like, you're trying to get as close as possible to the IP, but if you get too close, the referee who's DMing the game, like, gives you a penalty and you're out.
0: Okay, multi-GM game. Everybody's trying to rip off a different space franchise (laughs) without making it entirely obvious. This is a really weird game that would require you all to have watched <laughs> a lot of the same TV.
1: <laughs> Best play between housemates, I guess.
0: Okay, this is going to be the... This is going to be...
1: We still the, haven't settled on it. Hear me out. Hear
0: me out. <laughs> okay. TARDIS, the game by Matt Smith. But, yep. you play the game by pulling random lines from the script of Matt Smith Doctor Who episodes and interpreting them into character actions and world events. <laughs> I'm so weary. I'm so tired just from saying that. It's so exhausting. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: That's strong, though. It's very weird. It's very on brand for you.
0: Tell me about A Beginner's Guide to Cthulhu. Wake me up inside. <laughs>
1: um, a Beginner's Guide to Cthulhu. Uh, My my take on it would, would be a very sort of basic, just adventure game, but it's like A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with a cosmic horror bent. So you're attempting to survive the apocalypse of an elder god uh, with nothing but a small mundane object such as a towel or a toothbrush that would make um, a
0: brilliant like late 80s early 90s uh, point and click cortex adventure game
1: yeah you just have to think of different creative ways to use your toothbrush and maybe it ends with you befriending cthulhu
0: There are games like this where it's a really strong concept that would be brilliant, fun to play, but requires witty. Which just requires wit from the GM and the players. And God, imagine playing that with randoms. No. No. No, (laughs) I... No, no. I've I've really just kind of run out of batteries.
1: Are you all right?
0: So uh, the other one that you mentioned particularly liking was Goliath Gods in Charge of Gizmos. I know I was, you put that on the. I was the... just
1: about to bring it back. <clears throat> I was actually just about to mention it again because I've been I've it's it's been percolating in the back of my mind. I like gods in charge of gizmos. I like the idea of everyone playing as as a god in charge of a gizmo. And just seeing what happens it's just like it's all there right in the title
0: oh you could be members of the same pantheon where you are the patron gods of like various household appliances and because you're such a specific niche god you're not actually super powerful but you do have domain over these appliances and related Uh, concepts
1: it's it's just like something from terry pratchett briefly it's like you're, you're the the level of godhood that you have is like the god of things that get stuck in kitchen drawers.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: I like that. And maybe one player is just a normal human being just trying to make coffee or do something mundane in the kitchen and the gods are just fucking it up
0: as much as possible. That feels like a good GMPC. What would the aim be?
1: Um... Again, like I, I always gravitate towards fucking over the other players. My thought is, don't let the person leave the house, <laughs> or you're trying to like kill them. Be... Okay. <laughs> be... So, like, you know, that you... could be a game it's, with it's a like very the, like... short,
0: sad ending. <laughs> <laughs> I, the god of microwaves, have teamed up with the god of gravity. <laughs>
1: Well, the god of microwaves and the god of coffee makers have a beef with the person living in the house.
0: I am the god of exposed wires and this is my wife, the god of flowing water. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, house fire simulator might not be the one to go with.
1: (laughs) Um, Alright.
0: Okay, how about we end this with a bonus speed round?
1: Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah,
0: because... Okay, yes. Okay, the way this... Well, how long has the podcast been? Yeah, it's about bonus speed around time. We're going to end this the same way that we have ended every Designish episode so far. Yeah, sure. Format. I'm going to click to generate another list. Um, And we are... Well, the first person to pick out a name gets to describe what that game is. We're going to do one each, and that's how we're going to wrap up the show. Just a really, like, (laughs) brief overview. You know the kind of thing I'm going for?
1: Uh, a, a bit, a bit like choosing a Yahoo answer to answer on the next podcast. Yes, I get it.
0: Stop referencing other podcasts in our podcast. <laughs> oh my oh, god!
1: Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Okay.
0: <laughs> Go pick one.
1: I- I'm gonna read out all of them first. So, uh, the, the, uh, generator has decided to create. (laughs) I just read them properly. It's got such a fast and furious sort of vibe. Uh, the, the generator has decided to create a Blood Gazebo Valley, um, cinematic. (laughs) A Blood Gazebo Valley cinematic universe. So we have, um, <clears throat> the Blood Gazebo Valley two, uh, through five, uh, titled in order: Blood for Blood, The Bloodline, End Times Apocalypse with an exclamation point, Last Chance Apocalypse. That's the Blood Gazebo Valley five. <laughs> then we have a little break in the middle for Dead Souls, unrelated to the Blood Gazebo Valley.
0: No, and that's their equivalent have... of um, Hobson Shaw.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, that's their Hobbs and Shaw. Then we have uh, the Blood Gazebo Valley 6 and 7, uh, respectively, End of the World Apocalypse and Apocalypse X, colon, Armageddon Apocalypse.
0: (laughs) And then it just goes off and starts listing its references incorrectly. (laughs) Okay, so are you picking one of these?
1: I'm picking all of them.
0: Okay, um, pick one (laughs) and tell me about it. Tell me about the Blood Gazebo Valley franchise
1: all uh, right so um this is not about like a specific blood gazebo hunter we're going back to our blood gazebo valley episode which you need to listen to uh this is about the blood gazebo valley so uh i'm thinking it's sort of a jurassic park-esque franchise where like each i'm thinking this these are movies these are movies these are not games these are movies the rpg each movie... of the movie the RPG of the movie. Each each, each one, uh, a group of people gets dropped into the Blood Gazebo Valley and carnage ensues. Uh, and it just, the stakes progressively increase each time to where they're just absolutely ridiculous, like planet-busting Dragon Ball Super Saiyan Blood Gazebos. <laughs> Until we finally get to the Blood Gazebo Valley 7, Apocalypse X, colon, Armageddon Apocalypse. Which is gonna when the say... Blood Gazebo Valley se- <laughs>
0: Dearest listener, yes. if you if someone did happen to uh, draw a blood gazebo going super <laughs> saiyan and send it to us, I am sure we could arrange some kind of prize.
1: <laughs> I'm just is this going to I feel like this is going to be a running theme through the entire like life of designish is just the blood gazebo valley the return
0: okay give me one more fact about this game franchise specifically the um, games
1: okay specifically the games uh each time you uh start starting with the blood gazebo valley 4 you get to create your own blood gazebo to tame and ride
0: oh my god okay <laughs> i like that starting with number four
1: yeah, starting with number four. Before that, you know, the, it has more uh, unified direction, but they start to go a little off the rails for, um, the Blood Gazebo Valley 4.
0: <laughs> Alright, I'm going to generate one more list to pick one from myself. Uh, again, speed round, something nice and quick. Let's see what I get. I'm going to go for Out to Lunch, <laughs> a murder mystery. It's, um... It's a LARP, not a TTRPG necessarily. Um played throughout a village much like the one i grew up in uh or whatever village you might happen to be in you can play maybe play it in a city kind of like assassins or ninja or we, whatever you call it
1: we don't have villages in the u.s
0: well played on like a university campus then
1: that's closer to a village
0: um and the way that it works is it's kind of like a murder mystery Where clues have been hidden around, let's say, the campus, like on certain books in the library, in, um, I don't know, um, behind the water bottles in the cafe. Someone might have snuck and hidden a clue halfway between a murder mystery and geocaching.
1: Mm. Ooh,
0: I like Um, that. And yeah, there'd probably be like laminated QR codes that you scan with your phone to get the clue that's in that location and it's kind of like a race you can work together you can um try and throw other people off to try and solve the murder first Alright, thank you so much for listening to the second episode of Designish. We have had a fantastic time, and I think we're definitely going to be doing some more episodes of these. Oh yeah, this
1: is great.
0: If you are enjoying them, please let us know, either on Twitter or on the DHB Discord, because this is something that no one else is really doing, and it's difficult to directly gauge the reaction of an audience that isn't in the room with you. So if you're enjoying this, if you're not enjoying this, let us know. Um, Alistair, do you want to tell people about anything you might be getting up to?
1: Uh, sure, aside from finalizing my game for Pretentious, uh, which is Rats in the Walls, and it's sort of a rat colony simulator, um, I'm also writing uh, <clears throat> The Carving Bones, which is a an epistolary horror serial uh, taking place in an abandoned uh, early 20th century estate in the Appalachian Mountains, and you can find that at
0: thecarvingbones.com. Lovely stuff. Anything else that you'd like to promote to our dearest listener?
1: Bold of you to assume that I do anything.
0: You do a lot. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, on my part, will say check out the episode description for links to our Patreon, our Discord, and our merch store. All ways that you can support us, some for free, some for not. In particular, the Discord is a great place to just kind of come hang out talk about final fantasy 14 the award-winning mmo with a free trial that includes the expansion heaven's ward and you can play up to level 60 for free with no limits on playtime
1: this podcast is not <laughs> sponsored by final fantasy XIV.
0: i just do this to <laughs> frustrate alistair at this point <laughs> uh, yeah you can check out the patreon for uh, character sheets from various games behind the scenes details i think there's at least one exclusive game up there and uh lots of extended cuts not of every episode but of a lot of them we leave in a lot of the um
1: the weird vibes
0: yeah the weird vibes and the completely unrelated side chat <laughs> our free last our free listeners are never missing any of the episode it's just that um the on patreon you can get access to like when you get a five pound note and it's not quite being cut right. And there's just, oh, there's some extra paper. If You want the extra paper. This doesn't sound like a good value. I promise it's fun.
1: <laughs> I, I've just now noticed number 49. Uh, no, sorry. Number 50. Nightmare Train 3. Nightwing.
0: On that note, I'm ending the episode or I will never be allowed to. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye, Bye guys.